0: Okay, so welcome back.
1: Sad. <laughs> yeah,
0: so brayden
2: sad. are you okay
1: yeah i'm okay i'm better than i was i'm just like perpetually tired yeah she's a sleepy girl i don't know yeah i had like a zoom call earlier and i just like didn't talk for <laughs> so, okay. so what uh just with my friend Catherine. i I told her I'd do it a long time ago and we have rescheduled many times so I did it.
3: So today was the day
4: <laughs> It so. sucks when you reschedule something a bunch of times and then you're like "Oh, today though I really don't want <laughs> to yeah. do it. Yeah. This is the yeah. worst That's day <laughs> no, I'm okay. okay. I feel
1: better than I did
4: That's good um, Yeah who f- fucking forgetting about non-corona illnesses they're still out there so don't, don't <laughs> mm-hmm. let your guard down about that It's a victim well, of it Welcome back, dear listeners. <laughs> to the Terry Foxy Ladies podcast, Terry Foxy Ladies. <laughs> it's been a okay. very Terry Foxy week <laughs> I'm for so me. Sorry. <laughs> it's am It's the middle of May and it was snowing last week, but it's supposed to go in the 20s this weekend. So, yeah, that was weird. Celebrate.
2: The weather's been very bizarre and everyone's been kind of feeling off and then I've been saying this since I was maybe in grade nine because my mom said it to me once if I ever feel sick and there's a weird temperature switch she's like oh no it's the pressure like it's the change in pressure and I just say that without having any knowledge of what it really
4: (laughs) means or if there's any validity to it do you guys uh I guess like my bones hurt when there's a change in pressure. Sometimes I get headaches. But are you talking about a psychological problems coming from that? No. Psychological. Physical.
1: <laughs>
3: Physical.
4: <laughs> Sonia, I also thought you were going to say my balls hurt. I was like, oh. No, my cool. balls
1: don't hurt. No, I know what you mean, Jenna. I also say that without... I don't even know if I believe it. It's just something to say. My brother gets nosebleeds. Ah, <laughs> that
4: loser. Shout out to Owen
1: <laughs> and his nosebleeds. So if it can have
4: physical effects, it could possibly have effects on your mind as well. I saw yeah. Owen and
3: Sid were at my bros house last night. Had a little video chat with them. And My brother and I can do this cool thing where um, we can, like, close one of our eyes, kind of, and just, like, keep the other one open. And, like, we were, my brother and I were both doing it to each other on, like, the video chat, and Owen coined it the Ross
4: Eye.
1: I think cool thing is putting that
4: strongly. Yeah, isn't that just, like, winking, or...
3: Okay, it's not cool, but...
4: Okay, let's get started today because we've got a lot on the docket. Yes, true. Uh, Two of the true top true true. trending tweets in Canada coming at you in the form of the double double. Mmm.
1: <laughs> <gasps> coffee. <yolk> <clears throat> <clears throat> uh,
4: oh. <laughs> Hashtag Canada homework help. What?
1: Mmm something to do with homeschooling. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea
4: what this is. You guys shock me at what you normally do know, so I'm surprised you don't know this. Uh, Justin Trudeau was doing one of his Corona updates. And uh, he kind of at one point bent down to the camera and he was like, Hey, parents, if your kids are stuck on a homework question, feel free to pass this message along. Because as the teacher, I want to help out. Let me know what the oh difficult question goodness. is by replying it's to this tweet to or using the hashtag I thought he was a drama a teacher. You he know, see nothing. what I can do.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shut up! <laughs> that was a hard. No, I'm, ki- <laughs> I'm kidding. Was but I mean, drama I
2: wasn't sure What no, he was trying to get at there, like, well, no, no, no. Okay, I I mean in terms of like, uh, I thought math as an arts person you would respect the Questions the to things teacher. that kids would most likely have difficulty with. Mm-hmm. Or as a teacher, are you supposed to be like fluent in many different subjects? Well,
3: you're supposed no, to be I respect, fluent, but
2: you specialize. I respect <laughs> drama. I do. <laughs>
4: Um. backpedaling I I was um but wait what's the but I was confused by this because (laughs) what's the best case scenario for this like what happens like little Timmy logs on and like little Timmy Timmy. sounds like a serial killer and then is JT gonna be on the comp and you know
3: Maybe it's supposed to be like teachers are supposed to know about the hashtag and kind of jump on it and then like jump oh, yeah. in wherever they can. But oh, okay. because I doubt Justin Trudeau is sitting there like answering <laughs>
4: all of these questions.
0: <laughs> well, it sparked
4: a backlash. It sparked the like deranged conspiracy theories about him being a pedophile. What? Oh, my God. Do you guys remember that guy that I dated who
3: like legitimately thought that Justin Trudeau was a pedophile and I was like no this is not like when does he have the time
4: to be I was a hoping you'd be able to talk about that because I was blown away by that and I didn't know that was like a thing sort of and so no, like, he like one of his, his reasons internet. was
3: because him and his family took a vacation on this like private island and I guess one of the owners of the private island was later found out to like be a part of like some like child porn ring or something the like Jeffrey that Epstein and he was like Island. yeah i'm not sure but he was like yeah just introduce definitely a pedophile and i was like <laughs> okay and goodbye <laughs>
4: <laughs> he doesn't look like a pedophile so he can't be exactly pedophiles all look the same that is the logic to <laughs> they're <hear> very too. <laughs> easy to identify actually yeah they all have those
3: glasses and like dirty little dirty little facial hair and Brayden has
2: the biggest smile on her face yeah, right has got, like,
4: the jaw of a guy who's attracted to women his own age. I
1: was thinking of the guy until he dated and still smiling. <laughs> I remember I asked you to go to some, like, comedy show or something that was, like, pre-planned in advance. I'm like, you and uh, so-and-so, I'll get you guys tickets to it. And you're like, um, <laughs> hold your horses on that. I was like, maybe let's, <laughs> yeah. maybe let's hold like, off. Oh, shit. <laughs>
3: Uh. Yeah, no, no, that wasn't a successful relationship.
4: <laughs> we, that was like three we weeks, and then now. I was like, no, no, no. no, no, no.
3: Besides the pedophile
2: <laughs> uprise that this that this brought, I mean, did anyone ask very funny questions? Like, ha- take this opportunity to really.
4: No, it was all just like okay another one that came up a lot was like comparisons to Stalin and other authoritarian dictators because he said this um, and then every once in a while there'd be like people trying to defend JT and saying you know we, we love you JT you're doing a great job so the hashtag was a total failure in every way <laughs> we love you JT He's like this isn't it's a like, homework this is question. not what this is for <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's so So Canadian. better, like, next time, Justin. Got a, he's he got a, a, it. I wonder if he ran that by his PR team. Maybe not. Um, Probably not. Next one. You know, who else was trending? A Canadian icon, the legend, Brian Adams.
2: I would not call him a legend. <laughs> no? Summer <of> 69?
4: <laughs> no. That was a remake. Not even original. Oh, that wasn't him? Really? Yeah. Oh,
3: I didn't know. Therefore. Didn't
4: he, like, sing some pretty fucking, uh, what do you call it? Iconic songs?
3: Yeah, I honestly couldn't name you three songs. Wait, didn't he he do that one with
2: Mel C from the Spice Girls? And it was like, When you're gone, baby, it's time to go home. That's That's not him. That's that? Oh my god. Okay, guys,
3: let's collectively try to think of three songs that Brian Adams I, I was only well, reminded of... The, the Mel C one. <laughs>
4: the Mel C one. And then one. there was the one that was
2: in his tweet and he was like, this is a song by me and it was like, and
4: it cuts like a knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that's one. the only line. <laughs> that's like a good oh, yeah. think
1: we can say okay. Summer of 69, like uh, he obviously popularized yes, yeah. that song. Yeah,
4: like he's known for it okay. and he, he has that kind of music that's like montage music. It's like... You can right. imagine it behind men, like, doing exercises and, like, training to <laughs> reach their top Sonia's ideal <laughs> montage,
3: men training
4: to the soundtrack of Brian Adams. <laughs> <laughs> what it comes to mind.
1: I know what you mean, but there's something about the way you describe things that yeah. makes it odd.
4: Also, <laughs> Sonia's wearing a yeah. pink, tight on.
2: headband around her forehead, so that added to the Yeah, I'm going to go for a so run right right after. looks like a little penis. <laughs> yeah,
4: apparently makes me <laughs> look like a penis but that's okay i um i wear what i need to wear wear to achieve my top performance vanity is a distant concern (laughs) for me athleticism i wish this never (laughs) wait guys what's worse braden's white gloves
2: or the penis head
3: i honestly don't even know At least Brayden's fingerless white gloves don't make her look like something else. Sonia's accessory makes her look like a pee.
1: I'm kind of sad, like, that I still am myself when wearing the gloves. Like, what does that say about my normal self? I can't believe I'm so tired and everything's so funny. <laughs>
4: Did you watch the the performance and did you see what he said that got everyone all riled up? I did see what he said. What performance?
1: <laughs> I forgot we <what> were talking.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what performance though? I thought he just made a no. Tweet. He did. A, I thought he did a live concert and he was like, "I have to do these. We have to do all this shit online because of quote bat eating, wet market animal selling, virus making, greedy bastards." <laughs> oh,
2: I thought he like literally tweeted. He that. did, but he posted. An acoustic version of Cuts Like a Knife, as I sang earlier. Um, But yes, people were very upset because they said that it conflated the unproven theories about the origins of the virus
4: and two in one the the wuhan lab theory and the wet market theory
3: yeah his quote was thanks to some fucking bat eating wet
4: market animal
3: selling virus making greedy bastards the whole world is now on hold my message to them other than thanks a fucking lot is go vegan
4: (laughs) that's legit
2: (laughs) i see nothing wrong with that i i listened to a 10 minute segment about people who are enraged by this um And they were talking specifically about how they worry because he's a celebrity that his words carry more weight than others. And this was one quote. They said, artists have a responsibility when they're speaking in a public facing way to reflect the integrity of their values and choose their words carefully.
1: No. Well, I mean, like, that's Maybe a values. politician. Artists can
2: do whatever the fuck they
3: want. That's kind of what art is. You do whatever the fuck you want, and people either like yeah, you or not Yeah, and they then don't. they had a
2: Vancouver... Po-
3: <laughs> Brian
1: They
2: Adams. had a Vancouver cop. <laughs> Hashtag rock on, Brian <laughs>
1: <Adams>. <laughs> Also, like, maybe those are his values. They're they're basically saying, like, they should reflect <laughs> yeah. all of our values. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's know. Like- and, and they had a cop on... <laughs> like, it's
2: obviously stupid. ...from Vancouver who said that there have been 20 cases of anti-asian hate crimes in vancouver so they were like it's xenophobic and it's just causing more outrage there were already asian hate crimes in vancouver though
4: (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah there's (laughs) been tension there for a while because like because of
2: china well and it was funny because they were like different from the 12 cases there were last year so there's just been eight more I think if there were I bigger think, like, well,
3: Canada has a sordid past with the Asian community <laughs> in BC, so I'm not like entirely surprised. But... Adam Salt, <laughs> I think
1: I think it was like shitty of him to say, and could certainly have like bad consequences. But I don't think we can like police Brian Adams. Yeah, no. Sp- like I'm not. I don't know. Whatever. It was
3: definitely a
4: shit <laughs> thing to say. It's like, okay, come on. I mean, it was play, a yeah, stupid thing to say, but yeah. am I going to attribute like? Dear deep hate to it. No. No, me neither. Brian I just Adams. Play your guitar,
1: man. I don't think Shut his up. words carry that much weight.
3: Like <laughs> I don't. No, understand. they don't. Yeah, me neither. Like we couldn't even name three songs by him. I don't think I'm going to think about this tweet for more than three
4: minutes, you know? With that
1: being said, we're clearly not like the Brian Adams. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they need to contact the Asian hate crammers and see. What artists they listen to,
1: and get them
4: to correct to
1: find a connection <laughs> their
4: misconceptions. Just ring them up. <laughs> That's
3: so funny. Fucking Brian Adams.
1: Oh, yeah, he to sounds like a crazy old yeah, man. Yeah,
4: he's just <laughs> yeah, sounds like an old he's man yelling at it flag. out. Ainsley, he did this in uh, in uh, what do you call it uh, for veganism? What do you think about that? <laughs> I think that, like, that's
3: not the way you're going to get people to go vegan. (laughs) Probably not by criticizing another group. It's like, oh, this is shitty. Go vegan. It's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Let me just go vegan now. Like, no, that's not going to help. But he does make a valid point that, like, wet markets and, like, the animal food industry is very harmful and does cause a lot of disease and illness like this is where every single pandemic and every single illness we've had for like the last hundreds and hundreds of years has come from it's meat and our food supply
2: remember when I was like I'll eat all meat but I love sheep so much because they're so cute so I never eat lamb and you're like oh my how can you fucking say that just because they're cute oh
1: Uh, other, uh, that's exactly why I don't eat lamb I never <laughs> <to> do that.
3: <laughs> Or is it just because lamb isn't really Like a part of your cultural food Well yeah but
1: I've also like, gone tasty. out of my way To be like nah other Me
3: too to that. Brayden, Every restaurant Brayden goes to She walks in and she's like no lamb
4: <laughs> She knows what she wants Other celebrities who have called for the closure of markets Wet markets include Ricky Gervais Joaquin Phoenix and Paul McCartney. So, just so everyone knows, yeah, didn't Paul McCartney? Well, say Paul something? McCartney and Joaquin
3: Phoenix are vegan. Yep. I don't know about what's his face, but I he Rick has Gervais. spoken Ricky out Gervais Gervais against is a big animal big before. Animal
4: rights activist. He got in trouble too for criticizing like animal torture in certain markets that happened to be in China, mm-hmm. and everyone called him racist. And he was like, "No, I just don't think you should skin dogs alive." But thanks. Yeah, for your I input. think Paul
3: McCartney is a little bit more. <laughs> <Fair enough>. um, <laughs> stupid about his shit cuz like he's made public statements in the past being like um seal hunts should be abolished and I'm like yeah that's easy for you to say as like a filthy rich white man living on a giant property and you can have any food yeah. you want and a personal chef and it's like seal hunts are like very very essential for inuit population yeah, no like, people you can't just say yeah, that like target <laughs> like,
4: like target um factory farming don't target like people living yeah. off the land
3: it's like but, one thing
4: at a time here. Let's just go for
3: that first, and then we'll go for the next like, thing. But like
1: seal pups are very cute. Mm, Braden <laughs> brings up a <laughs> <an> good <laughs> point.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> to to Sir
4: Palmer, mm, we have to start point. with the cute animals and work our way down to the less sympathetic animals. Okay, let's get into our topics today. We're going to start with Google and its affiliate, Sidewalk Labs. They were going to usher in the city of the future in Toronto. They were going to work with <laughs> urban developers to bring Braden. us a techno utopia. <laughs> <laughs> but no. <laughs> Another failure Coming by Google. hits again and ruins everything. <laughs> well, they say it's because of coronavirus, but I don't know. It was um, a flop. It seems like an easy excuse. Seems like a very easy excuse. Yeah,
3: and like it's Google. Their entire business is based online. So it's like, how did their cash flow become weakened in coronavirus when everybody is using the Internet? Even no, it more? was just because they were
4: creating a new <laughs>
2: neighborhood. So they were talking about the housing market and its effects and the economy.
4: Uh, yeah, another thing they cited was real estate prices, I guess, going to possibly drop. But also it was very unpopular. Okay, so here are some of the positives and then we'll get into the negatives. So they were saying it, it was going to be a climate positive neighborhood. It was going to be mm-hmm. affordable, inclusive with 40% units at below market rates. Uh, three quarters of the trips would be by transit, walk, like, walking, or cycling. I guess, by the way, they like designed it.
3: Mass, yeah, And they were going to open up like a rail extension on the waterfront line, too, which would be like a lot of jobs as well. Mass
4: timber housing, which apparently is good. I don't know. Heated and illuminated sidewalks. I can do without public Wi-Fi. <laughs> meh. Um, yeah, but you wouldn't have to plow. That's
2: it. Yeah, but you're, I mean, you're living in a condo anyway. Just, yeah. I, well, someone I would be plow. so embarrassed to live in this place if it ever was to come. Yeah, I don't want to live really? in the city of the
4: future. It's like when s- I do really.
1: That's so cool. No. I was thinking
4: of you know when they come out with stupid things to attach the internet to. Like they'll be like, oh, this water bottle has a chip in it that tells you how hydrated you are. I feel like this is yeah. that, but like on the on the r- scope of like a city <laughs> or like a neighborhood. I guess I should say.
3: I don't necessarily think that because. There's a difference between, like, something useless and new and something useful and new. Like, this whole thing was literally creating a community and creating, like, houses, infrastructure, everything that would be, like, not suck up all this energy and not burn fossil fuels. It's, like, a new thing that would actually benefit well no there people,
2: are, I, you know and there are the so many issues with it but also like with the new timber housing then they were going to create a sawmill um so that would increase like cutting forests down um But in terms of, like, things that we don't need... But it
3: wouldn't be as much as the... Like, yes, there's a negative, like, if you think Mm -hmm. about it in the sense that, like, the resources that this place would need, yes, you would have to do things on the Earth, like cut down trees, mine for batteries, all this shit. But the point of it is that, yeah, every single place on Earth that you're going to build from scratch needs to access resources. And this place, to do that would need to access an incredibly less amount of resources than any other different infrastructure project. And in the long run, it wouldn't cost as much. It would be more efficient, and it does less damage. Okay, but listen to how hilarious this is.
2: So, like, going back to what we don't actually need, they have... I- different ideas about how technology within the architecture can help anticipate our needs so for example one of them was going to have like raincoats for buildings so they would be canopies that retract in advance of a storm um and i was listening they have a a podcast sidewalk labs does called city of the future and they were asking people on the street they had like a model of what the canopies would look like and they're like can you describe to us what what this looks like and one person was like, "It's a sexy transparent tent." And then this other guy was like, "It looks like <laughs> if there was a mutation of spiders and they decide to build a crazy web to take over, this is what they would build." And I was like, "Why would they include that in this <laughs>
4: park? Very weird. Yeah, is that, did they think that was that what they were going for? I don't know."
2: And then yes. they that does sound And then cool. they, they they were hoping for underground delivery service from autonomous carts, like. Why do you need that? Mm. Less emissions, that's
4: why you need that.
1: Yeah, and not exploiting Amazon workers, etc.
4: Well, the big problem was the privacy concerns. So, yeah. yeah, there there's there could be some good done with a neighborhood like this, but the problem is they're not fucking doing this out of the goodness of their hearts. Obviously, they're going to get something out of it. So, they want the data. They want it to have like sensors and like cameras everywhere to monitor the traffic Mm -hmm. and the street life. And of course, they're going to be probably with the public Wi-Fi collecting everyone's information and using it in some way. There was a back and forth about to what extent that they were going to do this, um, wh- which like I would get since
3: this is kind of a pilot project. I would totally understand wanting to like, co- collect all the data possible so that in the future you wouldn't need to do that. And if they made more cities like that, they could obviously not have cameras and not collect people's data, but know how to most efficiently serve.
2: I the think community. it's very dystopian.
3: It definitely is, but this is what the future is going to be, like whether we like it or not, because population is increasing all the fucking time. It's not slowing down. We're going to have to, and the world is dying, so we're going to have to find a way to make green communities, to make green housing, to make energy efficient things, and we're all going to be clumped in together in fucking high rises in like 200 years. But the thing is, is that they haven't
2: come out with a clear guideline as to what the data will actually be used for. So there's like digital privacy advocates who are criticizing them um and then there's also the whole issue about who's going to own the data and they're saying that they'll be kept in a civic data trust so no one entity could own it um but again they don't have a clear-cut definition they just say that it's going to uh, benefit the community As to why they're
4: going to fucking sell it. (laughs) They they, want to make money off this. They're not fucking again. They're not doing this because I'm sure there's some people who are interested in having this like vision realized for, I don't know, like research purposes or something. But companies don't do stuff just because they do it because they expect a return on their investment. And so do we want to sort of sell our, quote, souls? Um, and have them in charge but of. They this. will have a
3: return in the investment in the long run. What?
4: What? But that's what for green for
3: energy is. It's an investment, sake,
1: though. Too, if like we're we're at a point in time where they have to make like radical changes to the way we live. Obviously, there's going to be some negatives to something like that for sure. But it might be one of our only ways to make those changes. Is through like a company or a private entity, and there might mm. be some bad that we'd have to take with the good and I'm not like saying we should go with this one specifically, but to be like we're gonna have some person that's just out of the goodness of their heart gonna build a city that's gonna save us is probably unlikely. No, the so government should be
4: doing it. Like mm-hmm. that that's the whole point. But of if our, the
1: government can't afford to do it.
4: Well they have to pay well that's the that's why this fell through because they wanted a some they wanted to buy the land for dirt cheap and Doug Ford was like, no, fuck you. Like that's not fair. So they weren't getting the bang for their buck that they wanted, so they they bailed. Um, And they're saying, well, because of coronavirus and because of the real estate market, which, again, they're not going to get the return on investment. I meant, like,
1: more overall that something like this probably is going to be something we have to look toward. Also, with the things that are seemingly silly, they're obviously just trying to build people to talk about, sorry that that was a weird way of saying it but um, trying to get people to talk about it like for example the rainbow thing or whatever yeah they ha- they're coming up with like random ideas some of them are probably going to be stupid but there's probably some like really good things in there that we probably need mm-hmm. but they do have to build public interest to some extent also also on a lighter note to be honest when you we first talked about it i was thinking of that smart house in disneyland if you guys have oh my god do you remember that movie i want to live in this city (laughs) i remember the closet
3: where you just press like buttons and then an outfit would appear
1: (laughs) i was like yeah i'm on board absolutely even going back (laughs) to the whole
2: um money thing uh and buying the land for dirt cheap and them saying no fuck no um they were also asking the City of Toronto, um, in exchange for funding a light rail transit line a- along the waterfront, they were hoping to receive some profits from the city that generated from the development charges and increased land value. So they'd be snatching up a portion of development fees and property ta- taxes um, from taxpayers that would be typically funneled towards the city. So they're like a huge-ass corporation sneaky. coming in who are... Mm-hmm have an endless amount of resources and money that would be taking money away from the municipality of Toronto.
3: I think another issue with this whole thing too is like, yeah, like it would give people jobs, it's energy efficient housing, affordable housing, and like moving away from fossil fuels. And like, that's cool. But I think like the, biggest problem here is addressing like supply and demand like consumerism it's like yeah you can have this green fucking city but if everybody still consumes and consumes and consumes the same way that they always have then nothing is really going to change like maybe yeah our CO2 emissions will like slightly lower but like what's going to stop people from living in this green community and still going to the grocery store and buying like 20 bags of chips a bunch of plastic bottles and ordering a million things off of Amazon that all comes in packaging and eating fucking factory farmed meat like none of that's gonna change you know
1: enter coronavirus
2: (laughs) (laughs) they weren't specifically marketing it as a green space they just said that they would maybe have like energy efficient buildings but that wasn't the whole idea it's about like reimagining a city and it would be like technologically driven if anything the green thing wasn't necessarily well
3: when i was reading off of their website they are like saying like they're one of their biggest goals is to make energy efficient everything and like by constructing things in an energy efficient manner like even just with the architecture like they wouldn't just build an apartment building that's full of tech like they want to build passive buildings and passive buildings are structures that are built specifically to like heat and cool and use 85 percent less energy but- just purely based off their design and stuff like they're it's supposed to be like An energy efficient. But this is a major
2: corporation who's selling you this idea so that you believe in their community and that this is necessarily a good thing when we're really just selling ourselves and our data.
1: I was just thinking in my head um, I don't know like obviously Google markets themselves this way but it totally works on me I think of Google as like a benevolent company and I always have (laughs) I used to
4: (laughs) but I don't anymore I used to but
1: I'm like they're so cute and innovative there was a point where I like
4: was like I don't know they they, uh, they're too powerful now they must be stopped but speaking of the future I remember my mom telling me when she was a kid and she was imagining the year like 2000 she was imagining us all in flying cars and stuff like that and she was telling me she was very disappointed that this is what the future looks like <laughs> no. and I was like honestly the future is pretty lame Like, because we are in the future like people in the 1800s and the 1900s would write we books about future. like this time and like th- everything was robots and shit and it's like we just kind of have like grass everywhere it is.
1: It is all robots now. They're just not the like fun. Yeah, they're not robots. the fun
4: yeah. robots. They're not the fun
0: kind.
1: They're yeah. like the sinister like, it's robots. like McDonald's touchscreens and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're not, yeah, they're not like robot butlers like we were. Yeah, promised. no flying cars. no robot butlers. <laughs> I think the lack of flying cars. It's what's what's really. I for think if there's some flying cars <laughs> in yeah, there, that's true. I, like everyone would have <laughs> just been
4: like take my data sell it I don't give a fuck (laughs) we've made it we've made it
3: (laughs) also like going back to what you said Jenna too like on believing a company that's selling you something or whatever it's like it's not just like a company can go in and build an entire thing without due process like they still have to do environmental impact assessments everything has to be up to code like I don't at the end of the day it's like We do have to change our society. We do have to change things. And like with new communities and new stuff being built, we can't just be like, oh, it's coming from this company. I don't believe them or I do. We kind of have to trust that our system and our government will hold them up to the standards that they always have. And it's like, what are we going to do? Just never change and be like, I don't trust this company. I don't trust that company. You know, like, what are our options? Like, we kind of have to like jump in that, at that was some the point, theory behind you know? also
4: why they got annoyed because there was a lot of community consultation and everyone like didn't like it because they were concerned about the data stuff so in that sense you know it the shit this shit worked uh let's move on yep. to flying wait i just wanted to say do you guys remember the other failure of google google glass oh my <laughs> god that was just a colossal oh yeah. fuck up Let's the Google glass, glass
1: the glasses that what did they oh, even do? Oh my god! Feel <laughs> like
2: I forgot. I, I looked it up because I remembered them, but I didn't remember what they were supposed to do, and their actual <laughs> purpose wasn't fully clear. But I guess there was two basic functions: it could take pictures very quickly at any time, and allow you to have quick <laughs> access to the internet pages at any time as well. But I guess like the main thing was that first of all, they weren't. It was a very failed marketing scheme they were really undesirable to look at and to wear and yeah they look terrible uh, and like when you're making when you're creating a product you're supposed to find a demand or a problem um that the product is going to fix and like everyone was like what is this fixing (laughs) or like solving for
1: us (laughs) (laughs) i think uh, for some reason companies always think we want that instant access to information without the the sorry, the medium of the phone or whatever one's working right now. Like we need to put phones in your arms, and it's like I, I'm pretty okay with like, yeah. like separation. You can put it in your but they're pocket. They're trying after. to make it like closer, and yeah. closer to us until it's
4: under your skin. Like it's not innovative enough until <laughs> yeah. we are They're like,
1: this is what the people want. <laughs> yeah, it's very bold like, no, like, The phone is Also, aren't they for humans for themselves?
4: Like, can't they just? I always wonder who are these people? They're aliens. They're like the people they want. <laughs> a chip in their lip chap and it's like do you want that do you talk to other humans <laughs> like they live on their own little creepy like google <clears throat> island and they just theorize about what like the common folk want and they're it's swinging so around sometimes. have any of you guys um
3: watched like the kingsman
4: movies uh
1: i've seen it seen the second um, one
3: this the second one there is a part in it he's like this international like crime fighting guy or whatever but there's a part in the second movie where like he has to plant this chip on this girl because they need to track her so he seduces her and fingers her and puts the chip what? in her vagina that happens yeah. in that movie I was like oh my god no. this is terrible. no 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 yes. that's wow. too I was like, much oh. <laughs> oh. like is that the future like dudes <laughs> are just gonna finger you and put little that chips in your future <laughs> these companies
4: want and i will resist it with every fiber of my being
3: that's
1: not a good reason to settle down <laughs> I don't <know> <laughs> pussy chips yeah, <laughs> yeah just find find someone you trust to not insert you in those. show me your fingers before you insert them <laughs> pussy chips title
4: of the episode okay Flying is about to get very expensive because coronavirus fucked the airports and the airlines. Airlines. Uh, Fucked them, fucked them right. Yeah, so no one's flying for obvious reasons because a you can't and b people don't want to. Um, so they're and all. We don't
1: have flying cars. Yeah. BBC <laughs> so they're all
4: almost going bankrupt. Uh, so it's safe to assume that they're going to jack up the old prices when this is all over. And uh, flying is going to be very expensive. And some people are. It's going to be so interesting to see the
3: prices. Like when they open back up, it's going to be like $5 million. Well, people are saying it's
4: the end of travel for anyone who isn't like crazy rich, um, at least for a few years after um i don't know did you guys get fucked over by this at all i was supposed to go on a trip in june uh but we just got like the the voucher for it yeah same
3: i was supposed to go to vegas at the end in april or whatever and then we canceled it like as soon as all this corona shit started happening because we were like this isn't gonna happen um and i didn't get like a refund for it but i got like Yeah exactly what you said like WestJet just refunded the amount onto like my WestJet account but it was more than I paid for the ticket so I was like cool but I don't know yeah, and um, I have to use it by March of next year, and I'm like, "What the fuck? I don't, I don't know."
4: You only have one year. We, ours is two years. We have two years to use it. What airline was uh, that? I can't. I don't remember. Sean booked it. Yeah, I guess it would be per airline. This would be the end of Wanderlust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more Instagram photos from wanderlust. our favorite traveling. You know, <laughs> to, to boho back beautiful. Back
1: to my dating app experience Oh my god I want the end of Wanderlust It's just all fucking people Talking about how they love to travel Still? Adventure bros like guys yeah, are doing oh that Yeah that's like all of it it's, Okay it's either guys With pictures of fish they caught
2: <laughs> Or tigers Or
1: guys like talking about Like looking for my travel buddy Ew. like uh, My like, partner in all- crime. On the summit yeah, of a mountain it's like go Like go to every country Like they always relate it back To travel somehow Like best story yeah. Like feeding sharks in the fucking Sahara—that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't, do that. I wouldn't even know if it made sense because it's just like like. It's also what continent
4: yeah. is that animal hailing from? Yeah, yeah it's, it's like
1: Mad Libs of. Travel, like fed in. I do remember in. when I used to be
4: on the dating apps, there was a lot of guys with pictures of themselves on mountains. Yeah. They love taking selfies. size. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: 100%.
1: But, but this is like pretty off topic, but I've been discussing this recently. What is with the guys in the catching the fish thing? Have I talked about this on here? It's. No, yeah. So I used to get that prevalent. all the time. I would say, on Tinder, I'm yeah. not exaggerating, at least every other guy has a picture of them with a fish. And other than that, they don't even seem to be like super into fishing. Honestly, I'm into that. Yeah, I think that's 100%. incredibly
4: charming. And also I okay, theory number 1. They only that's the only picture they have of them cuz guys don't really oh, take pictures yeah, of themselves, true. right? Which and is which like, is the proper thing center. to do. And so they're like, oh, I got this one of the fish theory number two. Men, you know, when they're really proud of something, they think that you're gonna care, <laughs> even if you don't. Like they'll be like, I got to level seventy in uh, fucking World of Warcraft, and I'm just like, I is that that's a good great. thing? I Maybe don't. That was a very personal a anecdote. They
1: can for theory you. number
4: three: the evolutionary, which yeah. again, I'm a sucker for. Like, you can catch a fish, okay? That's plus two points. <laughs>
3: When I was living in Sobble and had tinder, oh God um, it was it was a bunch of fishing things, obviously, but the, the, the worst one was that, like, every season people hunt for geese. So it would literally be dudes with, like, their buds with, like, a pile of dead geese. <laughs> I was like, this is in no way attractive. Like, I get, like, yeah. hunting or whatever, but, like, why do you have to put this on your profile to get girls? Like, you standing in front of a pile of dead geese. Like, that's, yeah. like, some sort of joke. Like, I don't,
1: like, what? It's not that, like, some women aren't into hunting, but I think, you, like, you can safely assume, like, don't put dead animals. In your yeah, in your like Tinder prominent. profile, but they like I wonder there's if there's a like disconnect. a common
3: pickup line for the fish people. Like if they're like, "Hey, like my photo, you're a catch" or something. Be like cool I wonder too. if there's
1: like
4: I'd be into yeah. pick up line way better than the traveling pics.
1: Yeah, I'd rather the fish one than the traveling thing because I just feel exhausted by it. It's like, oh, do we have to like trade travel stories and like plan adventures i mean, like, I don't I'm like over that. That's also, that's plan also plan something adventures. that like
3: you talk about in your relationship as it evolves like you get to know each other and then you start talking about like things that you've done like if you just lay out every single place you've ever been it's like you have <sighs> nothing to Or your hobbies to when they're just saying. like yeah like
4: I do paragliding and boxing it's like I don't care yeah. like we're in a relationship <laughs> you talk so like just fucking reveal your personality through conversation naturally like I don't care that you do X or do Y or have been to Z it's more how you like relate to those things yeah that's important also travel
1: stories are very like you had to be there
4: it's, Yeah, that's like an, an yeah. age
1: old thing like showing people your travel slides which is like before our time but it bores other people because they weren't there yeah. so like in theory you could be like yes I've been to these countries it was great I have this one specific story but I don't want to just hear about your fucking random ass stories yeah, it's like when people show you time. a picture
4: of the Mona Lisa it's like I could yeah. google image search <laughs> that shit real quick like I don't benefit from this. I also <laughs> mentally know already what that looks like. I guess they'll they'll definitely be an end to all this bullshit, though,
3: because discount airlines are not going to be a thing oh, of oh the yeah, future. Oh yeah, that's why you we were starting so so to
2: talk it, about it. it <laughs> just going back to the talking about traveling too. I feel like it's this greater mentality about being well-traveled and that like equates more yeah. worth to yourself and that you're more cultured and you've experienced more things. You're
4: above the...
2: Yeah.
1: Totally. It's and like, it, no, it you just did the same that, shit in a different country. It certainly can mean that you are... You are a more interesting person, or you have more stories. I, I get that connect in their mind to, to show that off. Just to deliver like that. Is should off. not be your personality. Mm-hmm. And I guess they're not, but they must be seeing the girls who do it. It's just so common that it becomes a lack of personality. You know, mm. like, I, I now I'm more intrigued by someone that's like, I like to, like, do nothing on Sunday. Yeah, I'm totally. Like, cool. It's <laughs> like, damn, this so guy's got to have a great <laughs> fucking,
4: like, personality because he yeah. doesn't <laughs> need to signal I that don't watch shit.
1: Netflix. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, that sounds boring. <laughs> I love to watch Netflix. <laughs> so low-cost airlines
4: are going to go down the tubers. Um, I remember it's funny cause I remember at one point they were like getting real to the grind and they were thinking of making up airplane where everyone stands up so they could fit more people in to try and <laughs> that's terrifying. Try and, uh, drive the cost down now. But now they're like, Nope, because they have to, I was reading in the Toronto star, all the shit they're going to have to do on planes. They have to, like, sanitize everything, and they have, like, all these crazy fucking chemicals that will, like, obliterate all the bacteria in the cabin. And Mm. But then they probably have to sit for, like, 24 hours. Yeah, it's all, like, extremely expensive and time-consuming, so it's just going to be so, like, there is not going to be a low-cost airline, at least for a little bit. I feel bad for Iceland
3: because you know how they like in the last couple of years did that whole like with Norway. tourism ploy where they made like all connecting flights in Iceland and made them super cheap. So like their tourism is just going to
4: be like, yeah, but Iceland's <laughs> doing good. So they'll be all right. Rest I in peace, flair yeah, air. I,
3: I got one, I got one uh, connecting flight in Iceland when I was coming back from Ireland and it was, it was insane because our flight got the first flight to Iceland got delayed so as soon as we got to the airport, we had to get on a shuttle at the airport, and they drove us to the front, and then we had to sprint, and then we were the last ones on the flight to, like, fucking Toronto, and it was so stressful, and then they lost my luggage, and then they threw out my vape that was in my
2: bag, and I was like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> so now NC is against Iceland. I wonder if the government <laughs> will help them
2: in any way. I know that there is... The- There was a quote from the president of Flair Air or something talking about that he was hoping for an equitable government aid bailout. Um, I don't know how likely that will actually be.
1: chose my understanding of the economy because like if you had asked me this before having had to research it I would have been like yeah flying will be very cheap now and and (laughs) everyone can go everywhere I truly (laughs) thought that (laughs) I was like surprised by this article but I remember when coronavirus started that's like what happened because because all like people weren't going anywhere and then they were like haha Mm -hmm. millennials are now like getting cheap flights whether or not that was a real thing or not Mm -hmm. so I just kind of assumed to that
4: how life was life. Do you guys feel
3: like like upset by it? Like you think you're going to miss some like travel opportunities that you might have taken before? Yeah,
4: like I mean, I want to I, I want to keep traveling while I'm still young and before I have kids. Right? Like it's not the end of the world mm-hmm. by any means, but it's it, it is too bad, especially because Sean used to have like a real fucking paranoid freaky fear of flying and then he got over it in the last couple years so he wanted to Mm. take advantage of his personal growth by (laughs) traveling a lot (laughs) Uh, in the next few years so I guess we'll have to put that on hold which is okay I don't know what about you guys I mean like I've seen most of the places that I want to
3: see from flying. Well, not not all of them, obviously, but like if I never could fly again, I think I'd be North America. You can drive pretty much anywhere and visit any type of climate or culture here. So. Yeah, they're
4: predicting that uh, driving vacations are going to go up big time. And it's interesting Mm -hmm. because I remember after 9-11 happened, uh, people weren't flying for a bit because they were all scared. And I read a study that said that they think that there was like an increase in uh, vehicle collisions in North America after that. And they think it's because people all you know started driving instead which is kind of funny they were avoiding planes because they were afraid of terrorism mm-hmm. but then they drove more and then were more likely to get into a car accident as a result i just thought that'll that was interesting. probably
3: like do such shitty things too because i even know when i was in um scotland like they have a lot a lot of trouble because they've been pushing tourism so much in the last couple of years but now like so many people in the summer months come and like it's just people from different countries who rent caravans and stuff and like don't know how to drive on the other side of the road so like farmers and residents and stuff are getting so annoyed because most of the roads in Scotland are really really skinny and they have little like outturns every like couple like half a kilometer so if like two people are coming face on one of them has to reverse go into that area and then the other one passes but there's so many caravans and tour buses and just people who don't know how to fucking drive just like everywhere and all the like tourist spots they're having to like build huge new parking lots and everything's so crowded so i'm wondering if like we'll see more of that if people aren't going to be flying more like all of our provincial parks are going to turn into like fucking crazy houses and stuff we're
2: going to see a surge in the hippie road trip wanderlust brayden Millennials were
4: bringing oh, back no. the caravan for a while.
1: Maybe I'll f- maybe I'll find someone before that, <laughs> and then go on a long. We're run running out of
4: time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's head on over into the arts corner, shall we? The arts
3: corner, <laughs> or
4: the arty party, if you prefer. But I prefer the arts corner. I gotta say,
3: I just said the arty party because in high school, in like our art classes, every year we'd have a show, and it was called the arty party. Don't like it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I like being in a corner. <laughs> more more wall space to touch. Basically we safe. had a bunch of art related
1: topics That's right. this week. So we got another <laughs> we're and- just like talking about it as like, so though we all everyone knows what we mean. <laughs> <laughs> but this keeps that happening
2: where one of us says something and then it just like permeates into our language and we just start like spouting it out <laughs> to one another and not question it so we just kept being like yeah so about and we don't corn- realize
3: how weird <laughs> So <laughs> I think
1: that's the issue with having a podcast with like really good friends you end up <laughs> you end up like speaking a different language well the, yeah. our
4: viewers will speak our language and we'll start our language let's start with the <laughs> let's start with the group of seven Ainsley what's going on with this spicy with the only Canadian artist that I know This conglomerate. Um,
3: So pretty much, 2020 is the hundredth year anniversary of the first group of seven exhibition. So nothing's really like happening. It's just like a like a a milestone, I guess. Yeah, a milestone. That's the word, not a landmark. (laughs) (laughs) What was that laugh? Yeah, I've
1: never heard 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 that that before. I've never heard that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was so.
4: yeah I only know I know a couple of pieces from the group of seven because they that's the only thing they taught us in grade school and like we did we had one project where we had to try to copy in a group of seven painting and I tried and it was hard
1: that was always the art project in school you just had to like imitate the art Oh, did you guys have to do that too
3: yeah
4: I loved art class though because you just like sit and chill and like zone out I don't know
3: (laughs) I had a very different experience (laughs) Is it group of seven I related?
1: Like their class too, but not for that reason necessarily.
3: But it is cool, like because like I guess like the McMichael Gallery and like other galleries and stuff are gonna do a try and do like shows this year and show a little bit more stuff that people might not have been able to see before.
2: A
4: different and, painting. Like group of, of seven is rock.
3: yeah group. Of,
4: Just kidding. No.
3: Group of Seven is pretty much what put Canadian art on the map. I
4: was going to say, as so, someone who doesn't know Jennifer. much about art, uh, overrated, <laughs> underrated, or just right?
1: I like the Group of Seven a lot. Yeah? Seven. My mom's very obsessed with them, too, so my house has always been quite covered in group that of seven style themed. of art, so mm-hmm. I, I have a nice,
3: comfortable feeling.
1: They do a good job of
2: like end. interpreting nature. <laughs>
3: It's also really hard to be, like, overrated or not in the group of seven because it's so many different artists and so many different styles. So if, like, if one artist's stuff doesn't work for you, then, like, another one's could, right? So I I don't think it's really, like, a fair question to ask, like, the group of seven in its entirety. Is it overrated or no? Because they're all so completely different. I only
2: refer to them as all of them together
3: and not individually.
4: (laughs) I guess, I mean... uh, 90% 90% of Canada is just our nature, right? And, like, I think Fuck it yeah, is pretty I- cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is cool. Um, but let me see if I can fucking get this out without all you laughing. Um, <laughs> but you can live in like the city and drive an hour and you're like in the fucking woods, like hmm. the the deep woods with oh, like yeah, bears and shit. And, um, I don't know. I think that that's cool.
3: We lit- and, like, the group of seven was all very Ontario based too. So it just. They really represent a lot of, like, the beautiful places in Ontario, like, even Tom Thompson and stuff, who wasn't technically in the Group of Seven, but, like, he was painting, like, Georgian Bay and, like, Killarney, French River, Algonquin, like, all the really cool fucking places in Ontario. Yeah, we have a lot of really great
4: places. I remember when I was in Alberta at, um, I want to call it Jasper Falls, fuck, I don't remember what it was called, Mount Yoho, and, um, it was so beautiful, and, like, I've been to Yosemite, too, and it's also beautiful, but they're just... To me, they were both equally beautiful. Like everyone, Yosemite is like an international destination, but I think that a lot of places in Canada should be too. And we're, well, we're kind of lucky that they're not because we can go there without having to um, fucking fight tourists for parking spots. I have a very important question. How do you get in
2: the group of seven? And was anyone ever (laughs) kicked out? Why was Tom Thompson Um, not in the group?
3: Well, because he died before the group was officially formed. Okay
4: so group of seven it was all
3: it was all yeah that's (laughs) one of the the
4: first requirements gotta (laughs) say as far as names go pretty pretty dull name
1: the group of seven yeah
4: or do they get sounds strong and powerful they
1: all kind of
3: started they all start kind of started working at the same place and then they all kind of like became close and were encouraging each other to paint and stuff and then it was formed um tom thompson like died before it was like officially formed but he's always been considered like a part of the group and then later on um there were a few additional members that um came in like aj casson um fitzgerald and edwin holgate they were all in the group of seven like later on as well good for them it's just people who were they they were it was just like people who were passionate about um like canadian nature and painting and who like wanted to do that but it was also like emily carr i think should have been part of the group but she never was i guess because she was yeah i just wondered if it was like an elite society
2: you know I personally
1: find the name awesome. I strongly disagree. It sounds like an evil. Uh, a Cabal. It's a, it's a very like simple and powerful name to yeah, me. Group of, really like
4: group of seven. Yeah, group of seven. What original logo So cool. Billionaires.
1: <laughs> I really like it. Picking... And also, I just want to say on their art. Um, I forget which one of you guys said this, but to the point of like that, it's showing places in Ontario where we, where we all grew up. Um even if I feel like every time I see one of their paintings it could be somewhere I've been and like it makes me think yeah. of that place whether or not it actually is that exact place it feels like a place you've been or you could recognize on your canoe yeah. trips, etc and that's what I really like about it. It's like universal well the opposite of universal, I guess, but, for someone that grew up as this relatable. environment, I feel like you can see your like childhood in it.
3: Mm. Well, that's what good art should yeah, do. Yeah, it's like you're looking at a mirror, right? It's like you're
1: looking <laughs> yeah. into your
4: soul. Okay. Um. Uh, on top of, we, we covered visual arts. Now let's cover musical arts, okay, in the arts corner. <laughs> so Canadian musician Justin Bieber, um, and I forgot, he didn't date Ariana Grande, right? They're just friends. Yeah. No. Um. So they released a pandemic single. Brayden, I think you'd do the best job explaining (laughs) this. What is it called again? Stuck With You. Barry, leaning into the corona again. Good for them. Did you guys watch it? Yes.
3: Yeah, I thought it was, like, cute. Like, you can't really go wrong with people, like, dancing and kissing each other and, like, hugging their dogs. I thought
4: it was a good but. idea. Like, when I watched it, I was like, yeah that's, yeah, that's they they solicited viewers or fans or whatever to, I guess, send in, like, uh, footage of them dancing and doing stuff. And they, put, they made the music video to basically clips of all of them.
3: Yeah, he did, like, a thing on his Instagram, Justin Bieber did, where it was, like, a certain hashtag, and he released the instrumental version of the song first, so then people, like, could send in videos of them dancing to it or, like, doing whatever and then hashtag it, and then I guess he picked a bunch from the hashtag. wonder how he
4: picked them. Which is cool.
3: Yeah, because I saw a few celebs in them. Like, I think I saw Jason Momoa. Yeah, That's not fair.
4: They should have only used normal people. Yes! <laughs> Honestly, I thought it was funny seeing all the like relatively like ugly normies and then like fucking beautiful, stunning Ariana Grande and then beautiful, stunning, obnoxiously gorgeous Justin Bieber and his girlfriend Haley Bieber. Hailey and, then, and then it's just like back their to their like property some too. fucking like <laughs> in a wheelchair.
3: They're like giant mansion and like they're huge. When they were like standing in the field, just like going like this, Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber just like singing and shit, I was like, oh, that looks like a pretty sweet property.
1: Don't they live in on? Ontario, somewhere?
3: Yeah, near Cambridge, I'm pretty sure. And I also was like, Justin Bieber, you better be wearing uh, some high socks because we all know you have some trouble with those (laughs) ticks.
4: Oh, we should go good. look
1: for his mansion. I, I wanted to. I
4: wanted to because he lives not that far from me. So I wanted to go find his mansion and creep him out. I guess perhaps get a harassment <laughs> charge. I don't even care. I'll make little paper airplanes and like fly him in. And like you may as well because if he says, They'd probably be shot down. There's probably
3: like a laser barrier around the whole thing. So if you throw something, it just yeah. He probably has access to in.
4: technology that we couldn't even dream of to protect himself. <laughs>
3: Google
1: smart.
3: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I also, when I was watching that, too, I wasn't aware that Ariana Grande had, like, hand tattoos and all these weird tattoos. So I, like, I looked it up. I was like, what are Ariana Grande's hand tattoos? And then I came to this article and it was posted, like, 51 of Ariana Grande's tattoos. And I, like, read the whole thing. I don't know why. So now I'm, like, well-versed in Ariana Grande's tattoos. What was your and I favorite don't... one? Or the most Ugh. noteworthy? Um, she got a lot of ones with Pete Davidson that she got, like, covered up. Like, she got his, like, dad's number, because his dad was a firefighter who died in 9-11, so she got, like, the number of that tattooed on her, like, ankle or something, and then after they broke up, she got it covered with the word Myron, which was Mac Miller's old dog. (laughs) Good lord. That's,
1: okay, sorry, (laughs) that's so cringy, getting someone's, like, dead parent who you didn't know. I understand his dad is important to him, and I, like, get the concept of that being important to you, but if any man ever gets a tattoo of my father Mm-hmm. dead dad no, no, I will no. be so turned off yeah by that's that. fucking
4: inappropriate
1: yeah it's very and she has to get it covered up yeah. like that's exactly with, why with you don't have a
4: different dog's name yeah like it, her ex's dog it's name. very like, what? self-indulgent it's like I did this for you <laughs> like uh, yeah. you're
3: welcome I found like a lot of her tattoos too and I'm I find this happens a lot with celebrities nowadays like Miley Cyrus and shit too it's like no like celebrities get just like a nice like big well thought out tattoo they just get like one million little tattoos and i don't understand the aesthetic because when i was looking at olifers i was like not none of these are like really like that well done i'm like you have the money you have the resources like why not get like some nice she tattoos could get, like a three-dimensional like, scribbled word you know how those are like, the hardest
4: ones to do a three-dimensional face
3: Oh, I hate. They
1: those. Usually, those like, are least favorite. They always tattoos. cover the, the like worst tattoos style? ever.
4: Usually, yeah. but like they could probably yeah. actually get a realistic one done.
3: Yeah, like a it good looks like one. a kindergarten class just like scribbled all over them. Like I'm not into that aesthetic. Yeah, at all. I think
1: that's like the style now. Again, this is going to age me, but I'm pretty sure that like <laughs> d- that doodle look is like kind of a thing. Yeah. But I'm Did also just, thinking of Miley Cyrus, and maybe that's the only reason I think of that. Do you guys relate <laughs> yeah. to these
4: lyrics? So lock the door and throw out the key. Can't fight this no more. It's just you and me, and there's nothing, nothing, nothing I can do. I'm stuck with you, stuck with you, stuck with you.
1: I thought <laughs> so they had been fighting the virus prior, <laughs> but they've given up. <laughs> yeah. We've done all we can do I against- guess. <laughs>
4: I know, I saw this funny parody video of this guy uh, in, like, his huge mansion being like, it's so hard, (laughs) and he's, like, in his giant pool and, like, has access to all these wonderful things. Okay, any final words before we move on to a very special Uh... honorable being? (laughs) No, the burp marks the end. Okay, (laughs) so, for all of you out there who are familiar with the cult classic, The Room... Not to be confused with room with prelors. Oh <laughs> yes. Um, so the you're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you
1: fucked that up. I <laughs> think <laughs> <laughs> Lisa comes first.
4: <laughs> the ethnically <laughs> mysterious. Filmmaker Tommy Wiseau has sued some Canadian filmmakers from Ottawa who are creating a documentary about his life and the creation of this movie.
3: Oh, I just there's so much to unload with <laughs> <Yeah>. this. Like,
1: <laughs> I feel like a, it's not necessary to make another movie about his life, but that's just my opinion because they just made that other hold, one. Hold, so so that's right I'd well, Like it's to a talk documentary about that. compared
4: wait. to like. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 I thought I, let I let my tell my you my first. So first I was like totally there I was like really another one like rolling my eyes like so annoyed like can we like just let this movie and it's you know legacy kind of like rest in peace. I was skeptical of this disaster artist too but I actually ended up enjoying it but then I thought about it and I was like wait I would watch the shit out of this movie because after the disaster artist came out I really wanted to know more about I want to hear from the people who were actually in the movie you know like from their perspective and just like not dramatized just i wanted to know like what their thoughts were the whole time and i just wanted more so i I feel like i would watch this movie like they the group met tommy
2: at one of the premiere or one of a screening of the room in ottawa in 2011 Mm -hmm. and they asked him if they could make a documentary about it and on him and he was like, yeah yeah of course and then
4: they, you can make they movie.
2: were working on it for five years <laughs> and then this was after they completed the film and i guess he was on board until he realized that they were interviewing all the people who were on set and there were like there was information disclosed that he first of all didn't even direct it and that he, he was actually polish um and oh then, no
0: yeah i heard so, that too. Um, yeah, and then that's that 20, yeah. and then james
2: franco approached him in like 2015. And was like, I want to do this. So then, after that happened, he was like, "Fuck this documentary! Like, they're misappropriating my personality and all this stuff." And then, this trial went on for three years because or the lawsuit because of yeah, a, 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 a
3: series of ridiculous taxpayer event. money that has gone into Tommy's trial.
4: <laughs> yeah, the the justice, the judge in charge of the trial. So he ruled, he just ruled in favor of the filmmakers. So hopefully, the movie will come out soon. Uh, yeah, he I'll said that Wizzo's behavior has been oppressive and outrageous, <laughs> that the um, interactions with the filmmakers were conducted in bad faith, that he had repeatedly tried to delay and impede the trial that he had himself sought, <laughs> that the court had heard nothing but nonsense Ooh. from him. Um, and that That's a scathing
1: <laughs> review. Wizo even his made a clumsy care. attempt
4: to withdraw his suit on the eve of the trial with the declared intention of rebooting the whole process elsewhere. Note, judges dislike this intensely. So, no sympathy for Wizzo here from the judge, and he has to pay the filmmakers He's hundreds and insane. thousands of dollars in damages. I
2: read a, um, a list of all the. This- Uh, series of events that occurred um, that someone compiled through all the court statements and my favorite ones were uh, first of all he didn't show up for the first day of court Uh, then he brought forth a series of ridiculous accusations such as evidence tampering only to be quickly rebuked and debunked (laughs) (laughs) and then he apparently tried to get a lawyer to totally withdraw from the case claiming that the Canadian courts are stacked against foreigners and that again (laughs) the evidence was tampered with and then these are my two faves Um, he asked the judge if he could testify via teleconferencing and then my favorite one, number one here uh, he gave the name and number of a witness to the judge only for the witness to have no idea what was going on and the witness turned out to be a random person
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if they're going to include the trial in the documentary because this also sounds highly entertaining it is. You know those documentaries where like something happens within the documentary yeah. edits, and you're like this couldn't have been written better Like Tiger King
4: or uh, Queen <laughs> yeah, of Versailles Exactly
1: yeah and it like unfolds before your eyes yeah, this kind of seems like one shit. of those cases Sonia how do you feel if it turns out he is poor What is your-
4: I'm devastated
1: I was Can like you recognize his Accent, is such. No, a- he sounds like
4: that's the thing. He's he sounds so Im- like four- he's like an ambiguous European accent. I'm like, what it's is like this? Four fucked up accents blended together in a in a not in a good way.
3: I remember, like, I think it was in the Guelph house, or I don't know. It was a long time ago, but when I had like long hair that I dyed, like black and I remember I was I was like really drunk one night and then the next morning I think it was Melissa who said it but I was just so hungover and like slightly like sweaty and my hair was like pasted to my head and she was like you look like Tommy Wiseau and I was
4: like Fuck Yes! No! I can picture. I exactly can picture. She's right. We need a, We need that for the Instagram. We need to just like Photoshop his hair over. Yes. Her.
1: By the way, Sonia is Polish. I wasn't just asking. I just Sonia's the authority on Polish yeah. Wait, people. Sonia just doesn't like. Polish
4: I'm gonna people ask my weapons. parents what they think about it, and then we'll really know the truth. Um. So one more spicy thing. Um. Apparently, they think that you know how they were working with James Franco them on the disaster artist they think that the producers of that movie might have been helping them out in the beginning uh, to to do this uh, lawsuit to try Ooh. to keep this other movie at bay because they started before right and it would have been in their interest to sort of like keep it down so there wasn't too many room related things they wanted going his mystique on. to stay alive with the, uh-huh. the disaster artist yeah. also
2: just real quick guys as I shared with you when I was researching this when I found on his YouTube channel the uh, part There are three different parts to his dismay with these documentary filmmakers. And he created a series of videos called Tommy Wiseau presents Shame on You. Oh, yeah. And the best one was part three, The Reckoning. (laughs) And it's just this really intense slideshow where he says stuff like disgracing another man's honor. And then big font comes in with like a nuclear bomb going off saying shame on you and it's three minutes
4: it happens and it like, like tw- zooms in like aggressively it said shame on you like 20 times with the exact same sound effect and the sa- exact same special effect And but still every time i was like <gasps> i was like just yeah. ruin my really reputation shame on you i was like god i'm like no way
3: there's not gonna be another one shame on you just like tommy was is such a like enigma like what is this man no one knows what is he and it's just so funny that, like, The Room 2, he actually tried to play it off. He was like, oh, yeah, it's a black comedy. <laughs> yeah.
4: It's like, was Sure, it was My boy.
3: Let's not. All that's right, not shall
4: it. we... Do you want to get into Rob Ford, or do you want to talk about it quickly?
3: I mean, we could talk about it. It's literally just, like, Hollywood apparently is producing a, a new show about Rob Ford and his life and times as
4: Toronto mayor which like I don't know I think Jim Gaffigan yeah, is supposed which to be, he, play he, Rob Ford he looks like him when I saw the picture I was like is that Rob yeah. Ford is that Doug Ford or is that a third type of man
3: I don't know what to expect from this though because obviously Rob Ford was like terrible he was like the laughing stock of the world pretty much when he was the Toronto mayor so like I wonder if it actually will be funny or if it'll just be, like, super cringy for Canada. Hopefully they can
4: combine the, like, the laughing parts with some serious parts. Like, obviously he had, like, a fucking addiction problem or some shit and there was some dark stuff. But, like, I don't know. Looking back, I think it's kind of cool that he smoked crack. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why? (laughs) I don't know. I just, like, I'm like, sure, why not? Like, he, he went for it. Slavia. Grab life by the reins. Yeah. <laughs> and said give me more. Grab life by the balls. And like
1: by the crack rock.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I'd be interested in watching that. So if it if it comes to yeah, fruition no, we defi- should watch it. <laughs> and that was our first fast. arts Corner. <laughs> Oh, and just so people know, Jesse McCown of Letterkenny um, is attached to the project, and so is Michael Dowsey, who directed Bar. So I do have actually good expectations oh, for this. Oh, so I'm kind of stoked for this now. Yeah. All right. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure's on. So yeah, <laughs> now I know how you all feel. Absolute union of the week. This week is thr- a goose, but not huh? just any goose. <laughs> TMZ wrote... Oh, I thought you were saying a goose, like the accent in French. Accent a (laughs) goose. Oh, no. Sorry, I fucked that up. It's a fucking goose, like the animal. So TMZ wrote an article called, When Animals Attack, Shopper Gets Goosed, with three exclamation marks. So I was like, okay, this is Absolute Unit written all over it. Um... They wrote the feathers were flying in Canada when a rogue goose took its frustrations out on an unsuspecting customer. You wouldn't think that a goose is that aggressive, so stop right there, right? Um, like, yikes. excuse me, you. All Canadians know geese are for the fucking devil's toys. Exactly. I was like, this person does not live in Canada. <laughs> When I when I used to live near a park with a lot of geese, I would avoid the park so that because I was scared of oh, them. Yeah. Like one time, 100%. I was like, "No, I'm not going to let them like bully me." And so I started walking towards them, and they all turned <laughs> on me and like these fucking uh, spread their wings and started chasing me. And I was like, "I can't fucking deal with this. Fuck this. I'm not. I'm not going to do this." So anyway, the video depicts a shopper running around the car, and the goose gives chase. The woman fucking chucks her bag, hops inside the car, but guess who follows her in? <laughs>
0: Oh my <laughs> god! So the goose—that's goose so funny. In car. <laughs> yeah, that's so
4: scary. That's so. Terrifying. I would like to nominate this goose uh, as being the absolute unit of the week, not for being a special goose, because we know all geese are capable of this level of evil but it, and they aggression. Put
1: geese on the map. They put geese on the map. Countries. This is a celebrity
4: rig that has fucking brought us uh news about Kim Jong Un and the ill fuck i forget which one and now they're talking about this goose so Ill. yeah they they
1: they're, they're really showing the rest of the world what we have to deal with
3: <laughs> geese are fucking mean and they hiss at you like they're terrifying i've been bitten the ass by a goose before and let me tell you i'm intimidated by geese. them like
1: i think <laughs> it's so funny that they're <laughs> assholes and it would be truly terrifying to be in that situation but because it's a goose and the name of it and like the appearance of it It becomes
3: funny and you are ridiculed. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) It's a complex relationship
4: we have with our
3: geese. So if you want That's the hardest part about geese. Like even if you're terribly (laughs) injured by a geese, it's always just gonna be funny. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I (laughs)
1: know. Like no one will ever fully feel
3: so. Last year last year I found an abandoned little baby Uh goose on Sobble Beach and I had to drive like four hours to this like bird sanctuary to like give it and it was the worst fucking thing ever. It was just hissing at me and shitting. everywhere and i was like why am i taking all hours. this That's time really well because it abandoned it it was gonna die i was like i'm gonna take it to a bird sanctuary and it'll live its best goose
4: life you know okay. and now
3: like i regret it i'm like i did so much for your community and all you do is bite me in the fucking That's ass what and hiss at me bad
4: things happen to good people um, bird my own bird story and <laughs> sobble i was eating fries and uh, birds were flying around and everyone was like Oh, we need to go, and I'm like, you guys are being such babies. And then the seagull fucking came, and it fucking landed on my head, and I went ah. And then as I was distracted, uh, it fucking took my fries. Yeah. The intelligence yeah. of Sobble that fucking like a creature. Terrible
3: place. It's just like the swirling hell of geese and yeah, seagulls. Yeah, it is hell. But I couldn't is believe like, how smart I killed that seal. Oh my god, yeah, Brayden and I, when we were younger, we watched a seagull <laughs> die for like three oh. hours because it was dying, and we were like, oh
1: no, what are we doing? In it. But <laughs> that's not even the seagull I was referring to. Oh, the rock. <laughs> the one time? that I like actively <laughs> This is a
4: funny story, Brayden, please share with the audience. Yes. Um,
1: I was with Ainsley and all her brothers and shit, and they were making fun of my throw and saying I threw like a girl. And, um,. I won't even unpack that, but anyways no. I was like, "No, I don't." And I like whiffed a rock in the water, and a seagull flew by at that exact moment, and I hit the seagull, and it went like, "Ah!" It fell in the water and drowned. No, it was more like this. <laughs> and, like, I killed a seagull, and it looked like I did it on purpose because I was trying to show my. You're trying to show him what abilities at the rock. Oh yeah, my could a girl at do me?
3: this? And then you just yeah. murder a bird. It was intense and then we were all just ripping on Braden for murdering a bird for the rest of the time. She couldn't win, man.
4: (laughs) Again, don't fuck with birds, don't fuck with geese. Anything that can fly, just leave it alone, please. If you want to see the video of this goose, check out our Twitter and while you're following us on Twitter, follow us on all the other social media platforms. Um, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, if we said something that made you rejoice or that pissed you off, please visit our website and comment your thoughts or review us on Apple music. And finally support us on our website by clicking the support button and giving us a loony or a toony. If you're feeling particularly generous, we're trying to save, raise money so we can take karate lessons for when we inevitably have to fight a goose ourselves. Wow, that was also well, our tags
3: are at it, Terry Foxy Ladies. Oh, and we have
1: merch up now. Yeah, we worked yep, very so hard. So buy some shirts and it. help
4: us get to that orange belt, which I calculate to be the least we're going to need yeah. if we're going to be able to stand a chance. It's a
3: good calculation.
1: I, I would really
4: love to see your calculations for that.
1: <laughs>
3: diagram
1: just like a like, like bell, which no, bells, like, doing the, the goose schematics. attack like, like, like no not
4: going to not going to cut it
3: i trusted you like implicitly i mean yeah like, I'm like, i trust her too you like i feel like she bell? did do the calculations it yeah. <laughs> <All laughs> is right. not without thought
1: all right. so long
4: bye be free we are bye. all one be free we are one